Hello, and welcome to the We Are Stanwood Camino podcast, where we dive into the trends and news affecting our real estate market while chatting with our amazing team of brokers. I'm your host, Marla Hegel, owner of Windermere Real Estate and market insights expert in Stanwood and Camino Island, where we're all in for you. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the We Are Stanwood Camino podcast. I could not be more excited to have Jill Vale sitting here in the conference room nice. with me. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Glad, glad to be here. Well, I like to start every podcast by saying how I met each agent. Mm-hmm. So how I met Jill, she was working for one of our competitors, and um, one of our existing agents said, you have to interview this woman named Jill Vale. She's awesome, and she would really be a great fit for our company. And I said, okay. So we set up an interview, and this was probably, it would have had to been 14 years ago. Yeah, seven. Oh, yeah, 13 or 14 years ago. And, um, And so you came in for the interview, and you said, you know, it's just, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm going to stay where I am. Mm-hmm. So we interviewed for four years in a row <laughs> at the end of every year. And then finally on the fourth year, I don't know if it's because you were tired of me yep, bugging you or <laughs> you came in and came over, but I'm so glad you did. Um, you're such an important part of our company and a great person. Nice. And, Thank um, you. And we love having you. So tell us, um, tell us a little about how you got started in real estate sure. and yourself. Sure. That I, th- I assume it's a unique story. Um, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, I uh, actually was doing the books. Uh, my background is accounting and bookkeeping, as you know. And I was doing the books at an Arlington uh, um, real estate firm and uh, seeing how much fun people were having doing the doing the job and how easy it was at that time because that was like the peak of the market and uh so i thought well gosh i could totally do this and jumped in and uh, got licensed and shortly thereafter the market started going uh down 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 and uh which turned out to be a good thing so a good good learning curve um but that's that's how i got into real estate just just watch people doing it while I was doing their their accounting and and jumped in both feet wonderful yeah. well and and you just had so you've been a broker now for all these years mm-hmm. and you just passed a pretty important test I did I did so I just took uh, actually the uh, the timing on the pandemic helped me out because I got to take the time to study for my managing brokers license uh, got it a few months ago um, and studied several months for it. It was kind of a kind of a grueling test, and uh, really an odd time to take it. Um, like four people in the room, socially distanced. Uh, we all had our masks on, um, and just kind of distracting atmosphere, really, really to do it. And uh, I came out of that test thinking, well, now I'm going to have to go back and study all over again. Uh, and lo and behold, the, the nice lady at the front desk says, congratulations, you've passed your test. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, so first first call, I ran out to my car and, and called Marla and Randy and let them know I, I passed my test. Second call was uh, actually a, a selfie with my certificate in hand to, to my family. Yay. Um, oh, so yeah, that. big achievement. It was, it, was, it was a lot more work, I think, than the original licensing exam, as I recall. So Yeah, yeah. it sure is. Exciting. And especially during these times to yeah. have an accomplishment a like that. Weird is, time for is it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thanks. So um, you mentioned you have an accounting, a numbers background, which mm-hmm. I know that, and I love that about you. Um, but tell me, from a, a statistics uh, perspective, what do you see happening in the real estate market out here on really, Camino Island these days? Yeah, really interesting time, and, and it was really magnified. Um, Marla is good enough to do a beautiful stats breakdown for us once a month, and she uh, rolled out the newest stats yesterday for us. And every time I get it, I get all excited and I pour over all the numbers, but really, really unique numbers right now. Um, the interesting one, and I know everybody knows this from the news, is is um, that we're really, really low on inventory. Um, specifically right now on Camino Island, um, I think a few days ago, we were at 39 residential list, active residential listings. Um, and just to put that in perspective, um, a year ago right now, we are at 96, um, so like three times um, the active listings. But to really put that in perspective, uh, back when I got licensed in, in 2006, there were 268 active listings on Camino Island. So that is really, really puts it in perspective. And then, but to, to contrast that, you look at um, the number of homes that have sold year to date, because you would think that would be a much lower number. And actually the very comparable, um, 299 to 334 this time last year. Um, and that is is interesting to me. And, um, you know, so I started kind of delving into what types of things would make that happen. Why is that happening? Um, and did some reading, reading, and I'm finding out that you know buyers are really scooping up the inventory as it's coming on the market, um, and sellers are a little less um, anxious to jump back in after after you know p- pandemic restrictions are starting to loosen. Um, buyers are jumping in with both feet, and sellers are, are dragging their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that so makes you're difference. you're working right now with both buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. So what kind of advice are you giving? your buyers in today's market. I'm sure it depends on the situation, Mm -hmm. but in general. Mm -hmm. The smart thing is, um, and this is probably magnified in the Seattle market because I'm actually dealing with a family member down there, but but up here still we're doing, um, um, and I know your past Podcasts also touched on this, but we we are seeing um, multiple multiple offers um, and everything's going. We're about 100% of list price, so it's either going slightly above. Um, So you need to get yourself in a great position as a buyer um, because when that dream house comes on, you want to be able to get it. I mean, you don't want to have somebody outbid you or outnegotiate you. Um, and so I'm telling my um, buyers, I'm, I'm hooking them up with a good lender if they don't That's already important. have one. And I, I totally emphasize the word good, a good lender. Um, and not only are, should you do that phone call to your lender that says, hey, do I qualify for this loan and, and have them talk you through it and do the interview and go like, oh, sure, you qualify for what you want. Um, you want to 
um, put in that application, get them those W-2s, um, get all the paperwork done so that you are ready to hit the ground running in, in a competitive situation. And that's huge right now in this market. Um, so I would not hesitate. The other thing is with the rates, uh, gosh, I think they're under three now for a 30 year. That's I just, amazing. I'm, I'm refinancing myself right now. It's so, so exciting. Um, but with rates that low, um, you may qualify for more than you think you do. So mm -hmm. I think it's important um, to do that and get all your ducks in line and know exactly what you want. And of course, get yourself a good, and it doesn't have to be me, although it could be, get yourself a really good local agent um, that knows the market and that can jump in and, and get things done for you quickly. Um, we've seen a couple things as a listing agent. I've seen a couple Seattle agents try and get things for their clients. And it, it's hard if you're not up here and they'll call and say, hey, do you mind showing it for me? Because um, I know it'll go in a couple days. Um, instead, get yourself somebody who's got their feet on the ground and um, right here in the area. Yep, yeah. for sure. So speaking of local, you are totally part of the fabric of this community oh. locally, right? So when I met you, uh, you had a son in elementary, middle, and high school. <laughs> so your three boys were in three schools. You were knee-deep into the um, boosters, boosters, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you've been, you were treasurer of the boosters for mm -hmm. all those years mm -hmm. and um, just really involved in so many things. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your community involvement. Well, I like uh, my my particular um, strength probably is is uh, that I'm community centric, and that's that's where I like to be. Um, that's that's kind of where the fun part of this job comes in. Um, yeah, I'm just coming off of this is my 11th year in the Booster Club because when my oldest uh, hit high school, I just dug my feet in up there and uh, did it for 11 years, and my youngest is now graduating this year. So time to, I'm phasing out of that. Can we talk about Cody and <laughs> yeah. how great um, oh. his story about being oh, ASB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Jill has his, her youngest son named Cody. Um, we've known him, of course, since he was in elementary school. And uh, a couple of years ago, they were starting to build the new high school. And Cody was still in middle school. And he told me, he said, Marla, when they finish that new school on, in my senior year, I'm going to be ASB president. And I said, that is awesome, Cody. I'm so proud of you. You can do it. And sure enough, um, this year, that's another photo Jill sent me is when Cody uh, was elected ASB president in his yeah. senior year. The school's not done, but he is still um, yeah. class president. Yeah, super proud. Um, so I'm, really great. Yeah, I'm hoping they're, they'll be moving in there hopefully in, uh, in January is the plan, uh, depending on how things go uh, health-wise. But, um, but so he'll be the first president uh, of the new new building so that's great he's excited. we're very proud of yeah him. we're really proud of him yeah thanks so anyway we were talking about um your community involvement mm. and um all that yeah good good place to get um as an agent um good place to get out in front of people meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet um and uh Windermere's really good that's one of the things i appreciate about working here um, is I've got so many great opportunities, whether it's the chili chowder cook-off or the soapbox derby, or um, we've certainly been involved at the senior center and the and the uh, high school. Um, and it's so awesome to be able to get um, in front of as many different types of people as possible. So uh, that's where I really love 
love working here and love the community involvement. And we've got such a great community too. So yes, that, that, I can't wait till we yeah. get back to those events oh, again. No kidding. Yeah, it's been a tough year. I've yeah. missed them. Yeah, yeah, especially the soapbox derby. That one's yeah, that one's a big one. So yeah, yeah. next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So back to real estate a little bit. You have had a lot of listings mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite listing? <sighs> And why? I know you love them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, uh, my favorite listing probably was that one I had last year over um, on Marine Drive over near Kayak Point. Um, I was lucky enough to represent um, a client on a home that was so architecturally amazing. Um, just a piece of artwork. Um, they designed it around uh, the trees that were there. They had some raised floors around um, parts of nature and it was all um, concrete and wood and and metal and it was just an amazing uh, centerpiece I mean, it just was really really beautiful and and set into nature and so those are fun and exciting things to uh, to represent and and you know just doing the um, the photography and the videos and it was on the um, it was right it's on the high bank waterfront and uh, I had my my videographer come out and do the video uh, and at the time we did the video, actually there was a whale swimming by and we caught him on the oh, video perfect. and it, it just, it was just a magical listing. It just really was. And, and the homeowners couldn't have been more, more gracious and lovely as well. So that, that of course always makes a I big remember difference. that one. It was yeah. beautiful. And yeah. isn't it fun to see the buyers just fall in oh, love with it. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you think this is so unique. How will we ever find a buyer? But, mm-hmm. um, it always works out yeah. and, yeah. and there's, there's someone out there for every mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. home yeah no the perfect people came along definitely but I do have to say um, um, that was a million seven listing or something and so you know it was it was a, an exceptional thing but I enjoy and you touched on this a little bit I enjoy the uh, all realms of it though and that's the beauty of this job um, just last month I sold somebody their first home a young couple um, getting married First-time home buyers. They were actually classmates of my son, my oldest son, uh, so 24, um, and so exciting to hand them the keys. I mean, that was worth 10 times more than any million-dollar listing. Is just handing these excited young couple their keys and uh, watching them start their lives together um, and having a part in that. So we're we're real fortunate in this job to to kind of have a hand in people's uh, mm-hmm. life. And it's also nice in the Stanwood Camino area. There are things in all price ranges, yeah. Um, and things have been selling this year in mm-hmm. all price ranges. Um, part of the stats that we do uh, breaks down the actives, pendings, and solds by price range, and the um, only price range there has not been a sale is in the uh, under ninety nine thousand residential, <laughs> which you know? don't so, exist, yeah. right? That don't <laughs> exist anymore. I don't know why that category is still even on there, but. There's been sales in in every price range, yeah. you know, up to three and a half million on the island. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's... a it's a great place to to find what people are looking for. Something for everyone. I I, I agree, and I think we had this conversation. Camino is is uh, got something for everyone. You know, the multi million dollar waterfronts and the uh, little little three hundred thousand dollar cabins. It's it's um, you know, there's something all over the all over the board. So it's kind of fun. So tell us about your morning routine. <laughs> I know because we used to do yoga together, you are yeah. an early morning mm-hmm. person. Actually, when we got to yoga, you had already done 
spinning that started like at some crazy 530. 530. Yeah. Oh, geez. I had these great morning routine and then and then happened COVID. And I know everyone else is uh, struggling with a routine. And yeah, I used to get up really early and do it first thing, uh, mostly because with a, a active family, I could come up with 10 excuses to, to avoid self-care uh, after, after work. So um, yeah, I got up and uh, did early stuff. Um, now I'm just in the last few weeks uh, kind of reacclimating and realizing we're going to be doing this for a while. Um, you know, I'm not going to be comfortable going into the into the YMCA uh, regularly like I used to every day. Um, and so uh, I get up now. I set my alarm for for six thirty instead of four thirty, but still still relatively early. <laughs> yes. Uh, and stumble down to to my basement and do my uh, my self care workout, exercise, whatever it may. Be. Just get your blood going. Take care of yourself. A number one. Um, and then I spend a lot of time with a um, before I shower or anything. My to do list. And I'm not old-fashioned. I have got every app and every program that I could to be organized, you know, online on my phone, and I just can't do it. I am a paper person. I love crossing off that list. Uh, so I'll write myself a to-do list every morning or revisit my to-do list to make my plan for the day. Um, think about what things I can do for other people, and that's that's a tough one. Sometimes you get caught up in your own day, but I think it's really important um, in this business or any business to kind of pinpoint yes. something you can do for at least one person that day. Good for you. Um, yeah. and I can't say I always follow through on it. Sometimes life gets in the way, but, but it's, it's a good way to start your day. Um, and we've done some training here at Windermere, um, called Ninja training that has also told us to, um, focus on our, um, uh, gratitudes. So yes. um, focus on something positive that you're going to focus on that day, yep. whether it's and affirmation. Yeah, affirmation. What a great family I have. What a great office I have. Whatever that may be at that time um, is is um, is important. So mm-hmm. that's I do that, and then I finally get dressed and drag myself in here about an hour later than I used to pre-COVID drag myself in here, but uh, or not drag. I'm sorry. Hop in fully enthusiastically <laughs> and happy. Um, and then I still come into the office a little bit, um, just because of my new role as manager, people seem to need me a little bit, um, here. Um, but, uh, certainly not as much as I used to. I mean, I used to be nine to five every day. So right. it's an interesting right. time, isn't but it? We're just yeah, making it up. Yeah, I think we're all kind of readjusting yeah. to an, a different schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you like most about being our newest manager? Oh, um, I love being able to help people. I think um, I love the fact that uh, Windermere gives our new um, new agents a opportunity to do a lot of learning, um, to have the tools to be successful, um, to have uh, the ability to question me and maybe um, follow me around a little bit if if possible, and and you know learn how I do it. And I'm not sure I do it the exact perfect way. Everybody's got their own way, but. Um, I like working with the people and they're all enthusiastic and, you know, new agents are, are so exciting. And um, I say new agents, but I also work quite a bit with our existing agents. Mm-hmm. You know, some that have been in the business longer than me, but uh, it's always good to bounce something off someone else, um, yes. work together as a team, collaborate, uh, as you always put it, take a partner, take a partner. Um, yep. because they might see something that you don't see. Um, so that's fun. I, yeah. I just enjoy helping people. It's, well, and I know our new agents love working with you. Um, it's funny. I, 
I get quite a few calls too, but I used to get a lot more calls, but now I think most <laughs> of them love calling you. Oh, great. Um, and, which is great. I mean, I think it's great to have both of us available for them. And um, yeah. and sometimes I know uh, recently, a couple times, both of us have gotten involved uh, with the situation just mm-hmm. to make absolutely sure that um, that we have calculated something right, right. or, you know, the agent has you know, the, the correct information yeah, to move it's forward. It's yeah. It is tricky. Yeah, there's, it's, there's a lot of legalities and there's a lot of uh, dotting your I's and crossing your T's that... Um, yeah, you and know. representing buyers um, in a multiple offer situation mm-hmm. and and being that seller, if there's escalation clauses and things, um, our, you know, our job is to protect yeah. uh, these buyers and sellers. And so we want to be absolutely sure that we are um, helping them yeah. along the right path yeah. for sure. So we talked about your favorite listing, mm-hmm. your most memorable moment in real estate. Have we talked about that yet? Kind of. We we uh, we touched on the fact when I came out from a managing broker's um, uh, exam. That was that was probably in recent memories, anyways. One of my most memorable, and and just being excited because I really had myself set up to to not have passed because it's it's really hard to know if you did or didn't. So. Um, yeah, I'd say that was my most memorable recently. Um, another one that was a handful of years ago, um, I think it was 2000, end of 2016, early 2017, um, and I don't know if this is necessarily real estate, but I surely was driven by it, um, was when I was awarded the um, Chambers uh, Woman of the Year for yes. 2016. That was a big day. Yeah, it was. And it was driven, I think, out of a lot of um, my time at the high school, but also, you know, all the opportunities that you've given me or they've given me through Windermere here um, to work for the Chamber, work for um, the Senior Center, work in the community. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm fortunate in that sense. I, I got to be the one who got the award, but, um, uh, you know, the opportunities were given to me. Um, and as I said in my my speech afterwards, I think is is uh, my mom raised me to be a yes yes girl. So you asked me to do something, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can help with that. So that that <laughs> just helps say too. Yes. But just say yes <laughs> and figure out how you're going to do it later. Yeah. Um, but but that was a real honor, and that's that's huge. Is there's a lot of um, amazing amazing. Uh, women, since it was Women of the Year um, in this community, that do a lot of things behind the scenes, um, and and maybe n- don't necessarily get get noticed. But um, I was lucky enough to get my name thrown in the hat and get voted in. So that was really cool. That was yes. that was actually a highlight of my life. Yes, the big yeah, deal. I loved yeah. that too. That was a, yeah, a great, great day, yeah. a really good day. Um, so just a couple more questions before we wrap it up. Um, Hobbies outside of real estate. We talked mm-hmm. about your morning routine and mm-hmm. self-care. Any other hobbies? Um, well, other than the up at the high school was one of my definitely outside interests. Um, and uh, also, um, I spend a lot of time with my family as much as I can. Uh, we try and get out on the water as much as we can. I've, How can I've you recently not hear? seen a photo of you on yeah. the paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, also, my middle son plays basketball down at Seattle University, so we've kind of thrown ourselves into into that community as well, um, which is really fun. Um, you know, just an upbeat environment. That's right. There. You took Randy and I to a that's game. That's right. That's last, right. You guys last year that was really yeah, fun. It is really fun. Now we'll see how that looks this year. And like everything else, um, we spend a lot of time watching. Uh, 
Cody, our youngest, play tennis. So, you know, as many things as we can do um, to ski. support family. Don't you go that's down right. To we ski in the winter, yep, at Crystal Mountain. Uh, yeah, that's my winter and summer on the on the water. Um, I don't know. It goes like by the fit, perfect but, life. Yeah. I love well, it. We're lucky. We live where people vacation here on Camino. Yes, so we do. A lot we of opportunities. Do. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So, um, Stand with Camino area, mm-hmm. aside from, you know, the great community, what, what else would you tell somebody maybe listening to this podcast for the first time? How would you describe Stanwood Camino? I have fun explaining this to people. So buyers, when, um, when somebody's interested in Stanwood Camino or especially Camino, I say, why don't you come up and we don't have to look at houses. Let's drive around the island and, you know, I'll show you my community and, and uh, get the feel. And I think, you know, sometimes they come here looking for uh, Lacan or, you know, the town, the, the main drag. The uh, marina. Yeah. And where's the marina? Yeah, exactly. Um, but what they get to see and what I like to tell them is, um, number one, we get two thirds. They told me this when I bought my house 20 years ago. Uh, statistically we get two-thirds the rain that they get in um, downtown Seattle and and uh, that's a good one so it's not necessarily blue skies and sunshine when you've got rain in Seattle but we're, we're definitely don't see the we're precipitation in the rain shadow we a, little are bit. a little bit of rain shadow you got it so so that's good I think that's good for your mood um, then but as far as the community goes um, I, I've noticed a difference um, for instance sometimes um, Fourth of July weekend up here. If you go to the IGA grocery store, yeah, and there's people rushing around and they're and they're pushy and they're um, I don't want to say rude, but not what we're used to. Um, whereas when it's just our community and just uh, the regulars during the week, people are always like, "Oh, you come to a four-way stop," and people go, "Oh no, you go. No, no, you go. Oh please, you go first. I insist. It you just, go. No, no, yeah. It just uh, <laughs> is such a different environment from from say downtown Seattle. Right. Um, and uh, I I like to tell people that if you were broken down on the side of the road, um, six people would pull over and and help and offer to help you and can help you change your tire or whatever. Uh, versus in Seattle, they'd probably be honking their horn going, hey, get out of the road, you know? So it's just that kind of friendly atmosphere, uh, small town feel. And um, you've seen in the news when one person is down, all of a sudden there's a meal train and a GoFundMe and a, a, a potluck or whatever. I mean, there's just something supporting that person all the time. Yes. And I think it's huge um, to have that. I've, I've watched that with raising my children. Um, I've felt that myself. Um, you watch that with the community involvement events that we've been involved in. And, and so I would tell people great small town feel um, and uh, drive across that bridge and immediately life slows down. And you cannot, uh, and I think we found that out so much in the last six months especially, yes. uh, you can't trade that for anything. I mean, no. it only goes by once and you need to relax and slow down and enjoy it. And Camino's a great place to do that. Yes. And beautiful too, so. I remember mm. I used to commute uh, down to Seattle too mm. before my career in real estate mm-hmm. and I would drive up I-5 and be pouring down rain. I'd have my window <laughs> where windshield wipers going on full speed. I'd turn off the exit, head t- through Stanwood and over Camino it would be uh, just like a sunset yeah. sky. Yeah. Um, and it, you know it, every time driving every night over that bridge was just like I'm home. Yay. This is yeah. such yeah. a great place to live and work for sure. Yep. Yep. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add? 
before we wrap up today? Yeah, we talked about, um, at one point we were talking about um, kind of why we have so many buyers coming here and who they are. Um, and I have noticed, and I'm sure everybody's got a different take on this, but I've noticed a couple trends in our local real estate market that are, that are worth noting and interesting. Um, we have a lot of people moving up here. Um, probably more so than before out of um, the Seattle East Side area. Um, and I'm seeing one of two things with those people. They're either um, given the ability to telecommute now. I know, for instance, Microsoft is allowing people to, I just uh, started working with somebody the other day actually that, that Microsoft said, hey, you can you can work from home if you want to. We're, we're, we're cutting down to two thirds the office space now um, or whatever the number is. And um, they're like, well, if I'm gonna telecommute, I'm certainly gonna do it from a nicer place than, sure. than uh, you know my condo in Seattle. So um, we're seeing a lot of that for obvious reasons. I think you know there's a lot of social unrest and a lot of uh, craziness um, down in Seattle right now. So that's awesome. And then also um, we're seeing a lot of people in the same situation, but looking for that second home getaway. So maybe they can't telecommute, um, but they're looking for a place to, to slow down and enjoy family and uh, hit the beach or whatever it may be, um, enjoy a beautiful area. Um, and, and, and these that. are people from the Seattle, still Seattle East Side area, East Side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I think more so than than we have in the past, mm -hmm. um, in my yes. experience right now. So. We're, we're definitely seeing yeah. what we're calling urban flight. Oh, there you of, go. There's yeah, a term. Okay. Of, there's a term <laughs> of uh, people coming out out of the cities to yeah. the more rural environments. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to work from home, why not look at the yeah. uh, the mountains and the water? Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. and, and you know a lot of weekend. You know they're working even from home on the weekend here as a second home. So definitely good, good place for a getaway. Mm -hmm. And again, but get yourself a local agent if you're going to be one of those people. So that's right. Call Windermere. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to call Windermere or call Jill, please do that. We're three six zero three eight seven home, and our website we are stanwoodcamino.com. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you, Jill, for being here. And remember, at Windermere, we are all in for you.